0: Visit RobertHalf.com today. Freaking first cut. Golly! Welcome to the First Cut Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, and this is your mega preview pod for this week's tour championship storylines, best bets, and the conclusion of our one and done. Joining me to break it all down, Patrick McDonald is here. Patrick, good day to you.
1: Good day. Still live in the one and done. I think Mark is, uh, trembling. I can see it on his face, uh, (laughs) after my, I don't know, 500 K cash in with Corey Connors last week. So we're moving in the right direction at the right time.
0: Big call. Mark Immelman is here and he is so nervous. He has switched to a visor. It's visor season now.
2: It's visor season in Georgia. Yeah. It's hot in Georgia right now. Um, and yeah, I'm a little nervous. I was more nervous last week, to be honest with you, for a while. But uh, right now, I'm, I'm feeling okay about the chances over the next few days and one and done.
0: Yeah, that asterisk uh, really uh, working <laughs> hard for you this time around. Mark, Kyle Porter is here. KP, hello.
3: Yeah, we need, a- hello, Rick. We need to have a separate, um... We need like like the tour championship has the shadow leaderboard. We need a shadow leaderboard with whoever Mark picked
2: originally at the at the uh, at Kapalua.
3: Okay,
0: so I hate to bring I it agree. up. I you agree. Guys,
2: this is this is like a this is like politics. You guys find something to resuscitate every week. It's a different so story. So someone right?
0: has, has someone has audited you, Mark. I have not. Hell have yeah. Not, Hell, not yeah. Not Hell yeah. Third, third party. Reading. So it's someone. It's... Yes, & Young was in my DMs. <laughs> And they remembered that the swap you made in the tournament of champions was from Xander Schopfley two hundred thousand dollars to John Rom three point six million. That's a three point four million dollar difference, which is more than the lead and then some.
2: That swap was well before the deadline. It was fine. <laughs> it was coming from abroad. I'll contend that. I'll go to court with that. All right. uh, I think. I think. Wouldn't Kepler only like two and a half? It wasn't the full. Wasn't three point six? No. Oh okay.
3: Okay.
0: Well, well, but wait. still
2: but again, it's just like you're stretching the creating stories every week. It's fake news. It's fake news.
0: Listen, I'm doing I'm doing my best over here to to stir stir the pot. Actually, uh, on a brighter note, KP, before you jumped on, we were we were building the momentum towards a first cut pod get together. And the Okay. Or, yeah. And uh, I threw out Sea Island because it's awesome. And Patrick wanted to invite the fans, and we were like, oh, I don't know if we should do that. Maybe we should fans. Us. We were kind of, we kind of wishy washy yeah. on that part, but Patrick did did stand up for the fans. I
1: yeah, had to. What, I mean, the, the haters and losers of which there are many of out there. Let let's see them face to face. Let's
2: see if that is brave as what they are in the comments, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. I'm I'm good on
3: that. You you can, <laughs> you, can you can entertain them, Patrick. Uh,
0: Patrick and uh yeah, Patrick will go out to the bar with him every night. He'll he'll pay the tab. Patrick, will you pick up the tab for everybody who shows up?
1: Mm, uh, we'll see how the next couple months go. After this <laughs> well, maybe, year, maybe not.
3: I was going to say, maybe Kyle M can, uh, oh, after yeah. he takes down Mark this weekend. Yeah. We to, what, are we paying? Is there money involved this year? Actual money? <sighs> what did we do last year? hundred bucks right i mean coach had us like i i think i spent like
2: a thousand dollars yeah, I, yeah I, I made close for for winning a few of the because we had legs remember
0: yeah oh i remember
2: quarter and majors I, I did pretty well last year financially
0: yeah we're gonna have to circle on that and figure out figure out what that is but yeah we'll, we'll owe uh kyle m Or Mark, we'll see. Probably Kyle M, though. We'll owe Kyle M a little bit of cash here in a couple of days. Uh, Let's see. Jay Monahan stepped in front of a microphone today, Patrick. He sure did. This is his annual tour championship. Is this the closest thing to the State of the Union that we get from Jay Monahan? I
1: I think they called it that, even, uh, in his press conference. But, yeah, just uh, touching on anything and everything under the sun, but not really giving uh, a whole lot of info, in my opinion.
0: There was a lot of, I'm not going to talk about that publicly. Let's make sure that we complete it first. I'll be able to answer that specifically and directly in the future. KP, it was not a lot of detail as we bear down on the deadline that looms.
3: Yeah. I mean, not, not a lot of word or, or there were a lot of words. There was not a lot of substance and you know, on, on one hand I, I get it right. You, it's it's difficult to share in the middle of any negotiation, much less with a sovereign wealth fund of a different country, like is the case here. Uh, is it frustrating? Yeah, he got asked what four or five different, maybe not that many, maybe three or four different questions about live and and whether it would, it would exist, whether guys would be able to come back to the PGA Tour, and and he just didn't say. Any, i mean he didn't give anything and you know again I i, I get it you don't want to disrupt especially something that has to be completed um so so quickly right like by by uh, by the end of the year and he did say that he feels confident that that is going to take place or that, 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 that the deal is going to come together by the end of the year I just it, it felt like in in seeing it it felt like a hey just we got this. They like, just trust us. And
0: oh, trust us.
3: If you look at the last eighteen months, it, it it's hard to give benefit of the of the doubt there, right? And and I think that's where a lot of fans, a lot of people are at. I just don't know if I like Jay Monahan. I don't know if he is like, can he get enough momentum going back the other way? And maybe like once the deal's done, then good to go like lights out but it just it doesn't it feels difficult to it just feels like a weird situation based on how the last 18 months have gone
0: this is like mark when i when i trick my dog uh to get give him a treat to get him in the car but then i take him to the vet and then i try to do it again the next he's he is very suspicious he's very smart he knows i'm trying to trick him i'm not sure there's a level of trust there i I don't think i've built up the equity of trust and i don't think jay has either
2: uh yeah i can see why people think that i mean i've had perhaps the benefit of talking with some tour folks over the last few weeks. And it doesn't seem like there's a whole lot of concern there. Folks just have their heads down and they're going ahead with business as usual. Um, So look, it's, he always has the state of the tour kind of a thing at the tour championship and he does so at the players as well. Um, I, to be honest with you, I'd completely forgotten about it. Time has stood still for me and, and I'm all mixed up. With time, so I was catching up on the transcript and stuff, and a lot of what was said was sort of what I was expecting to be said. Uh, I think Kyle has hit the nail on the head there, where he says, "Look, it's an ongoing negotiation. Uh, they're going to be loath to let information out, you know, because if that happens, then it can start to influence how the deal is done anyway." So, um, uh, you know, uh, the players, uh, there's been less chatter about it all on the range between the players than what there was a few weeks ago, certainly. Let's say Canada, for argument's sakes, right? It, it was all the talk. It's the only thing that people were talking about, the RBC Canadian Open. Last week at, in Chicago, it was all golf. And it's going to all golf this week, too. Um, so I think it's going to be more of the same. I, I'm just keen to see, really, because we had a big presentation from the tour executive. Um, maybe it was Greensboro um, about the schedule and how about the 50 and the 75. 70 and all this sort of stuff and who's in and who's out and how do you earn spots into all these other events and the cadence of the tour and stuff like that and it sounds like they've got it kind of all together um it just remains to be seen when this when and how this deal gets done so that's that's sort of where i sit. i'm just keeping my head down and doing my job and and we'll see what the chips fall
0: the one Interesting nugget that I heard this morning, Patrick, was Jay Monahan said the tour has $15 billion committed through 2030. And correct me if I'm wrong, just just so we're all clear, that is without the PIF money. Correct.
1: Correct. That's what I understood.
0: So, got it. So the tour has $15 billion committed for the next seven or so years via – Sponsors, television contracts, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, right? I'm understanding that to be what's what's going on here. Mm-hmm. Is that not enough? Right? Is there is there something? I know that more billions is always better, <laughs> but like that does not necessarily scream financial concern in a way that this was originally presented
1: i'm not sure ron price in the senate hearing said piff was going to commit north of a billion was that the number yeah for over what time frame uh, we don't know just just their investment into the uh so if they i guess wanted like 10 at 10 billion they'd put in a billion it, and there's no real time frame until they pull that money out and want to hmm. cash out
0: oh just like a just like a cash injection
1: yeah okay. Um, I don't know. I don't, you know, I don't know if Kyle is better to answer that one than me. I, I'm not too privy to the, <laughs> well, sure, right, the KP, financials, if that's enough money or not. Two I don't and know. a half
0: billion dollars a year, KP committed, uh, does not, does not to me jive with, we were in such a difficult financial position that we had to do a deal with the PIF because those, thi- those two things, those two things, I'm not making this up. Th- those both came out of Jay Monahan's mouth
3: yeah I, I i know i think i mean one one of the things is you get you get you kind of double up right because you're ending the litigation that they felt like it was gonna um yeah. you know sort Long of run, them, yeah. run run them uh dry from a from a financial standpoint and the 15 billion i i don't um that that seems high, right? Like, and 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 I know that I know there's a new I, I know the the TV deals from both from CBS and and uh, various other ones globally. Um, you know, ha- have increased over the last. I think they kicked in last year, or maybe maybe it was at the beginning of this year. Uh, but it, I, I can't remember the exact number. Well, I thought it was more like one and a half a year, right?
0: I thought it was. Maybe it was the previous one that was like seven ninety a year. So maybe the new one is
3: uh, no. Sorry, the overall uh, oh, revenue. Okay. The yeah, overall yeah. Re- revenue I, generated by the PGA I, w- I would have said
0: it was one and a half, which is the number I thought.
3: I thought it was between like one and a half and two. And I think fifteen billion felt feels like one of those numbers where you're like, well, sure, like technically yes, but like, you know. 12 billion of that is already committed to other things, right? Where you you have like almost like these fixed costs or fixed expenses because the, 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 the um, profit or the structure of, of revenue for the PGA tour is so strange. Remember when uh, like the senators were jumping into that pool and, and they were like, no, you don't, you they, don't, they don't want, want that. <laughs> yeah. You don't want to go down this road because of like each, each stop or each tour stop is a, is its own like entity. It is just super complicated. So the 15 billion. Yeah. I, I mean, listen, like it, it's, it's a, it's a massive number. And I do think the litigation is one thing, but um, I don't know. I mean, Monahan said, you know, this new money that we would potentially get could be used to, um, he mentioned a couple of things. One of them was reduce commercial load improve the data experience which I know you were probably uh fired up about how
0: I was on the ground when I heard that I had to, <laughs> I had to be picked up
3: so so some different things but yeah I I agree with you like it did seem um, a little bit like wait a second so why are we doing this again
0: well and just mark to br- I know you want to hop in here but just just to clarify where I'm at on this is uh, on on one hand from Jay Monahan it's Hey, we're strong. We have plenty of money committed. Don't worry about it. It's 15 billion over the next 7 years. Oh, by the way, we need this money, right? Th- that's that's my only thing here. I don't whether it's made up money or not, whether it's committed or not. These are two s- phrases that have come out of Jay Monahan recently that I think are important.
2: Yeah, per- look, I, I we I don't know the financials either, but I can speak from experience, you know, having been head coach at a place where we raised money to put together a golf facility, like the tour is raising money to do this digitization of Shotlink, and they're building that massive footprint that is the broadcast hub next to the uh, headquarters. And, and so when I would get large donations from folks, they would commit $150,000, but it was basically $25,000 a year. So you don't suddenly have some someone stroking a check right at the outset. So all these sponsors and stuff... And the key word he said was committed. This money is committed, but we don't necessarily have it yet. And Kyle said so. Look, this this whole thing was to get rid of the potential litigation. Because that was going to get hooked up in court for the longest time and clocks started ticking and the and the, the legal fees were going to get astronomical. And that will bleed you dry in the heartbeat. And look, fifteen billion sounds awesome. And I know the PIF are committing north of one billion. That's a drop in the ocean for those crowds. I mean, if, if you want to start comparing slush funds, $15 billion for the tour is minuscule compared to what they're doing over there in Saudi Arabia. So, so I think it's sort of comparing apples and oranges a little bit, and perhaps he didn't necessarily need to drop that number out there because I'm more concerned with the cost of all of this stuff. Yeah, you might have $15 billion, but what are you spending? What are the corporates spending on sponsorship activ- activation and purses and all this sort of stuff? that's not 15 million just sitting around waiting to be spent that stuff is probably committed by the tour already it's just they couldn't afford the extra litigation and all the fees that were going to come with that in my opinion
0: yeah that's that's it i you know it was probably unnecessary to say a number but patrick it's it's you get out of litigation and also the threat of live as a competitor right that that's the other thing that maybe jay hasn't been willing to say yet that, hey, we were a little bit nervous about where this could go. Now they're no longer a competitor.
1: Oh, he literally said today, if it was just about litigation, I would say it was just about litigation, but it Very wasn't. Common. Common. Um And then to the live point, someone asked him about the future and, you know, five years or so, didn't want to answer that, which, you know, I totally understand being vague and whatnot, but it was really just uh, a soup of words without Much taste or really any substance to it, and that was pretty much it. I mean, the 15 billion was probably the highlight of it. Um, you know, the potential to maybe move courses for the century in Maui. He was asked about their commitment to playing at Kapalua, and first he goes, Absolutely, we're going to be there, and then like two sentences later, he's like, Oh, actually, uh, we might need a backup plan too if uh, you know. They're not willing to have us if, you know, everything's not um, up to speed there yet. But it, it was just a lot of kind of back and forth with himself, um, you know, up there on the on the podium. Uh,
3: two, two things real quick, and I'll throw it back to you, Rick. One, um, he, he did talk a lot about how much more players are involved in decision making now. And he he framed it as, oh, this is a really good thing and in my mind i'm thinking like i don't i don't know that it is i don't i don't <laughs> like i don't want i mean this is what we've been talking about right rick where if, if players were involved in decision making the nfl you would never have rookie you would not you would not have rookies come into the league you know or it would be very it would be a lot more difficult for them to do so and i just i, I players are always going to be incentivized toward themselves and that doesn't that sometimes means a great product for the fan but not always and so I think that framing of that was I found to be a little bit listen he's there to serve the players and so I get it but as a fan I find that to be kind of problematic of like well where where do where where am I in all this you know that that part um is is not talked about as much and then the other thing that I'd love your take on is just I I sort of threw threw this out there earlier but I don't know that anybody is, like, inspired about Jay Monaghan leading the PGA Tour into this next era. I, again, I like Jay Monaghan. I think he's, like uh, – I, I don't know him, but he seems like somebody that cares and, like, is a pretty good dude and, like, tries to take care of the players and tries to do all the right stuff. I, just from a momentum and inspiration and, like, all, he, he's, he seems fired up. And I'm like I don't I don't know if anybody else is you know players fans I- anybody and 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 I just don't know if he's going to be able to turn that tide as we head into 2024 and
0: beyond. Yeah, I'm not sure he's my locker room guy at the Ryder Cup to get everybody all fired up and uh, lead lead the charge onto the first tee. I do think that. Um, i agree with you in the sentiment that there's a lack of momentum maybe a little bit of a lack of trust and support uh in the process but uh, we've talked about this before the job that he has is very i don't want to say unwinnable but it's very difficult think about how many mouths he has to feed right it's the players it's the fans it's the sponsors it's the board it's everybody and they're goals and needs and wants never align. They just never align. You're never going to make everybody happy. I think that sometimes he's, he does some unforced errors where he says stuff that he puts himself into a box and then he tries to work himself out of it. But, um, I, I don't, I don't envy that position, right? Like I, I joke that I want to be the golf star. I don't want to be the PGA tour commissioner. Like that's a very, very awkward situation to be in. And I I just, I, I don't know how it's how you get wins anyway, Mark.
2: You guys are both on point there, really. Kyle, I think you nailed it as well, where you said the players becoming involved. Look, you have to, because it's a player's organization. It's a member's organization. But the more control they get, the more they're basically signing their own paychecks. And yeah. and this has been the problem. It's I don't want to use the word greed, because look, we all want to make more money. Totally. But, but if Liv hadn't come along, then we wouldn't be in this pickle in terms of, you know, upping p- purses basically um, ridiculously every few months because now the players have realized, hold on, if I just threaten not to play, then what can the tour do? So they, they are at a bit of a crossroads there. And and I, I pray that sort of cooler heads will prevail a little bit. But right now, it's, it's, they sort of running the deal. The, the the power guys are running it like a um and that's where maybe a Jimmy Dunn or someone like that, who can tell the guys off a little bit, is important. And Eddie Hurley, and and I'm sure that Jay's going to keep them pretty close as things go forward, because they're just deciding. And then, and I'll, and I'll I'll tell you this: I'm on group text messages with fellow announcers and players and stuff like that. And then when they say they find out that Kylian Mbappe is going to play <laughs> in Saudi Arabia for 150 billion dollars or whatever it is. They're like, all right, here we go. You know, it's no. It, I mean, I'm throwing out a number there, but it was ridiculous. It's
0: probably close. <laughs> yeah, and then
2: then the other there's another soccer player who was flying in a, a pimped-out seven forty seven by himself, courtesy of the Saudis, and he was getting like Ferraris to drive and all sorts of stuff. They're like, yeah, this sounds good, and so then they just go into Jay's office and they're like, what's up? And so so it is, the spigot needs to be closed somehow, um, and I feel like. As commissioner, that's probably his biggest challenge. Getting getting through this litigation is one thing, but but that's where the challenge is to sort of say, okay, that's enough already. Let, let's let's now get get on with it.
3: Uh, just for posterity here, so we don't end up on the news. Mark uh, Mbappe turned down the Saudi Arabian money. Oh, he did. He, and, okay. and, and Neymar is who you're referencing oh, that, right. took, Jim, that took okay. the jet. So I just don't want to. I don't want you to end up on. Thank you. It's about <laughs> you Saudi
0: <know>. news tonight. <laughs> yeah, like, I am
2: just looking out for you, Mark. I uh, appreciate you very much. But, but that's <laughs> the thing; these these athletes see this stuff, and then they're like, because they're they're comparing leagues all the time. And then you see the soccer players making the stuff, and the football players, and they're like, well, "What about us?" And so, well, I think I,
3: yes, and I, and I think that is is a little bit what I was getting at with yes, it's the litigation, Rick, of like whatever we're spending on lawyers and whatever. I don't know that that math adds up to the 15 billion, right? Or, or, or like takes a significant chunk out of it, but it's this, it's the, whatever it was called last year, the arms race Mm -hmm. of, Oh, we're, we're, yeah, we got 15 billion committed, but like we have no ceiling on what, we're, we're paying out because if the competition keeps raising their prices, then we're going to have to do that also. And that's like 15 billion is great until you're spending 20 billion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and that sounds like ridiculous, but it was kind of trending in that direction. And I think that's the part where it's like, OK, now things are maybe more stable and more under control, depending on what happens with with the, the framework deal.
0: All right, we are going to turn our attention to the tour championship. A FedEx Cup will be presented on Sunday night. We'll hit to those storylines, the starting positions. Our best bets are one and done. But first, we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners. And we're back. Tour championship, Patrick, staggered start. Thursday morning before anybody hits a shot, Scotty Scheffler will be atop the leaderboard. He'll be at 10 under par right behind Victor Hovland, eight under Rory McIlroy at seven, John Rahm at six and Lucas Glover at five everybody after that will be slotted in at 4 under, 3 under, 2 under, 1 under or even depending on their FedEx Cup standings leading into this event. If you ask Vegas, they think it's kind of a four-horse race between the guys at the top, but those strokes obviously playing a large part of the storyline this week.
1: Year 5. I can't believe it uh, you know, flew, flew by this quick. I uh I missed the shadow leaderboard every now and again just well, you kind no, of still no. have the shadow leaderboard,
0: but in a different sense.
1: Yeah, I guess for world ranking points, right? They use the OWGR points for the the other leaderboard, I think. Which, OWGR
0: uh, just like ignores the strokes. They're like, I don't care at all. It's absurd.
1: Yeah, which, I mean, you, you just got to love it. But in the four times they have used this, you got Two winners from the front, Patrick Cantlay, Dustin Johnson in 20 and 21, and then two from middle of the pack, who is Rory McIlroy. I think he started minus four last year, minus one after one hole, and then Mm -hmm. the time before he was minus five. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, if if you're in that, I would say three under range. You got people there like a Tommy Fleetwood, Xander Shoffley, who, I mean, Xander has been money around this course throughout his career, and the minus fours like Patrick Cantlay and Max Homa. You got to believe you still got a chance. And even down the board, there's still a lot to play with for Ryder Cup considerations. I know we've been focusing a lot on the US side, but someone like a Seb Straka could be in need of a big week as well for that European side.
0: Yeah, you look at the you look at the board, Mark, and, you know, John Rahm, who occupied one of basically the top two spots in the FedEx Cup standings the, the entire year, has a first uh, couple legs of, of the playoffs that were not necessarily up to par. And he will start fourth, four shots back. Rory McIlroy, I mean, should be easy. Only only three shots back this time should be a no brainer <laughs> that he wins this.
2: Yeah. And to uh, Patrick, last year, Rory was one under through one hole. And then he bogeyed, too. He was actually even par for the championship through two holes and ten back of Scheffler or Rahm, whoever was leading at that stage, and still won. And he won going away. So it's possible. And, and and you know, I was actually on a, another podcast yesterday, and they were asking about this graduated or, or whatever you want to call it, leaderboard. And I was like – I said to them, I'm like, raise your hands if you love NASCAR. And they did. And I'm like, well, raise your hands if you like Formula One. And they did the same thing. I'm like – Well, you got pole position and another 20-something cars lined up behind you, depending on your qualifying times, and no one's got an issue with that. So so we have ostensibly got the same sort of thing here. Guys have earned their position, well-earned, and Rahm has not been good at all through the playoffs, but because of his play through the season, he still is relevant. So, look, is it a perfect situation? Probably not. But it's done in other sports and it's done just fine. And so far, we've seen since we've had this leaderboard some really compelling tournaments. You haven't ever had a real blowout either, even with some guy with a starting at 10 under par. So, so look, it is what it is. Um, there are guys up there with a chance. I feel like people, if you're at three under ish, I think you've got a real shot. If you get off to a fast start on Thursday, and by mean fast start, that's just through the first few holes. If you've picked up two or three and you're at six ish and Scotty Scheffler's on the first tee because those first few holes are difficult, you're like, I'm only four back because if he drops one or two, then there's two, two in it. So the, the way the golf course stacks up too, the, the start is difficult, then you get a little breather, and then it gets sort of hard holes um, through 14 and 15, and then you finish, can finish with a flourish. So you can see a lot of volatility early, and that leaderboard will shrink, or oh, it has shrunk before um, quite quickly
0: leaderboard gravity will certainly be effect- in effect on uh thursday and throughout the week kp i would like to pitch the idea that scotty scheffler with a two-shot lead already has an allowance of losing two strokes putting built in right so now he gets to lose two strokes putting he's even with the field this thing's over you can tweet vince Carter. right now i think
3: it does kind of feel like that with the with the second half of the year that he's had i, I think the the obvious rebuttal to that is
0: uh, uh, Rory uh, McIlroy, Victor Hoffland well, the job is the obvious rebuttal.
3: <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. But I was just thinking like, when's the last time Scotty lost to, I mean, it, he can't have lost to that many guys all year by like, six, which is, which is what the, the minus fives, even what's Lucas leverage minus five. Mm-hmm. The, he would have to beat Sheffield by six. To, to get him
0: yeah six or four rounds yeah
3: they're i mean the open championship and memphis are kind of your rebuttals of like yeah he, he was like just kind of okay at those places he finished top 25 but everywhere else has been like yeah he he didn't lose to But I, I mean how many guys has he lost to by six since the masters not many
0: That'd be a lot right
3: other than those two events so it's going to be pretty interesting. It is difficult on paper to see him losing, but I also think I, I think mentally it's a little bit difficult to kind of run away, right? Because it, you just I don't know. Th- this is going to be like a eye test Patrick and Mark thing, but but like you don't when when you're like seven up, it just mentally it, it's almost hard to to put the to put the um put the pedal down and and. and just blow everybody out, and I know that sounds really dumb, but I think I think it's just a very difficult thing to do, and it takes a a unique player to go do it. Could Scotty do it? Sure, but is he going to? I, I don't know. I mean, I'm fascinated to find out. I think it's going to be an, an interesting week.
2: Patrick, I'd well, like to make a quick observation and have you respond. Like last week, Scotty, I would have bet significant money with nine alls to go that he was winning that thing, but he didn't. And and then two how many times on this show when a guy's led for one round and he's led another round, and then the thing of having this lead and you sleeping on the lead for so long starts worrying on you, even if you're a Scotty Scheffler or someone who's generational like that. So th- there's a lot, to Carl's point, emotionally that you have to deal with when you're sitting in this place, even though you have the lead.
1: Yeah, and I, I think going back to last week, that was kind of like a Haley's Comet type of thing. Right. I mean, a back 928 to beat you, you shoot 66 on Sunday. I know you miss a few putts coming in, but I'm sure Scotty Scheffler would have signed up for a round in the mid 60s. And to the point of, you know, not putting your foot on the gas, I mean, he did last year. He shot three rounds in the mid 60s to open up the tour championship. He was winning by five going into Sunday. He just had one of those days where it, it all really fell apart and you're, sitting next to Rory McIlroy playing with him and he's having a good day and it all just crumbles. It all, you know, starts moving really fast. So I really have no concerns about Scotty Scheffler sleeping on the lead for potentially three straight days again, uh, because I, I thought he proved those first 54 holes at least uh, he's more than capable. And I think the golf course is I mean, the way he's hitting the ball, every golf course is great for him, but I think Eastlake is a great fit for him as well. They
0: will go out on Thursday and I think every day they re. They reshuffle based on the current standing. So so Scotty Scheffler, Victor Hovland, the final group out. Roy McIlroy, John Rahm, Lucas Glover will play with Max Homa. Some pretty powerful uh, pairings coming out. We're we're going to – yes, Kyle. Uh, Scheffler's lost to 12 guys by six since winning the players. He's lost to 12 guys by six since, since winning the players. So since March, Scotty Scheffler – uh, has only lost to twelve guys by six in individual events, and he's played what, probably eighteen times since then. Maybe not yeah. That.
3: He he lost a one at the Masters. Uh, Rom got him by like seven or eight. He lost to like eight at the Open, and then three or four at uh, at Memphis.
0: So Maybe five. Pretty pretty uh pretty unlikely he gets passed by a lot of guys here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, real quick, we'll get to our best bets on our one and done, but I want, I, I'm going to open this up to anybody. Safe space here. If you would like to pitch your idea for a different tour championship format, the floor is now open. I think this is obviously way better than what we had. I'm not sure it's the best thing we ever do, although I don't know if I have a solution to it. If you'd like to pitch your idea for the tour championship, I'm now taking those pitches.
3: I don't have anything specific. Just I, I just want to see match play. I think match play gets a little bit of a bad rap during the match play event because you can't guarantee good matchups, right? Like you do in a Ryder Cup or a President's Cup. You almost always, especially a Ryder Cup, you almost always get great individual matchups. And you can guarantee that in this event by either the format or the structure that they have or something similar. And I would love to see just more match play involved. I, again, I don't have anything specific with that. That's just my broad desire.
1: Uh, I think not so much match play, <laughs> but 18 holes of stroke play one-on-one. Because match play, Rick, you've brought this up before, to play your whole season in stroke play and then change it for the Super Bowl, so to speak, that's tough to do.
3: Yeah, but that's what we do for the Ryder Cup. Like, is the Ryder Cup devalued because it's match play instead of stroke play?
0: No, it's not a season long. It's not a season long championship. It's a one yeah. off event. Do whatever you want.
3: You know, yeah, but the true championship can do whatever they
0: want. Then don't tie it to the season long standings. Make it a fifth major. Call it match play. Call it the Tour Championship, the FedEx Cup. I don't. I. I, You know what I mean. You can't have both. You can't have this is the season long, and now we change the format. And actually, I have grown on match play being the FedEx Cup or and the Tour Championship since they got rid of match play. But I. I again, my example is always you cannot play eighty two games of an NBA season and then go to three on three. For, well, to find out who the best team is. What, what,
3: I mean, the USAM does it, right? Where you have 36 holes of, of stroke play and then you go to match play. So what if the whole playoffs
0: okay. was match play? Or yeah, I'm, I'm okay with some type of for hybrid. Like 36
1: holes of qualifying. The leaders get, you know, the staggered sure. start or whatever. And then you go from there or something.
0: I just don't like the idea of switching it. So sorry, Patrick, to jump in there. But that that's, yeah, it's, you know, stuff.
1: I was just going to go bracket style stroke play. <laughs>
0: How do you, are you, but you have to, the problem is, I mean, I know the problem with that, right? It's like, you have to reward the guys who had better seasons and.
3: Yeah, but you don't really, you don't,
0: do you have to, I mean, I think
3: the reward should be like fewer guys make it to the postseason. And then once you get there, whether you were, I mean, this is, this is other sports, right? How like, there's very, well, they've started expanding because there's more money involved, but I would love to see just the top, I don't know, 32 or whatever. And you make it like a, I mean, 70 is better. I think everyone can agree like 70 this year was, was so much better than 125 because it's a real, it's a real thing to make it to the postseason and to make it into the BMW. I I thought the, I thought the cut line in Memphis was, was compelling, like really compelling. And so I, I think just shrinking that down to where, Hey, whether you're first or 32nd, you guys are all in and then just have at it. it, 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 It's just, I don't know. It's such an oddity that you're rewarding what happened in February on like the back nine of the tour championship in August,
0: (laughs) right? No. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Go ahead, Mark. Did you want to jump in?
2: Well, the history of this event was that it was just a, a reward basically for the top 30 players at the end of the season. And it wasn't tied to a season-long championship and since the addition of the fedex cup that's what kind of put a bit of a wrangle in the whole thing so i mean that's sort of the story there and in terms of you know cutting this to small a smaller field golly in football they're trying to make the playoffs bigger everyone's whining that there's only four teams
0: every and, sport is yeah, yeah. every, every sport's yeah.
2: trying to make postseason bigger and we're trying to make it smaller and I could get you Justin Thomas on the line right, line right now, and I'll tell you he doesn't like the 70 players right now. So, so look, if you make it smaller, you run the risk of, of losing some of the big names. When you lose some of the big names, a tournament right now, this is the truth, and I live in Georgia, and it's, this is a special event to me. It struggles a little bit on the weekend because this week in Atlanta, we got Steelers, Falcons, preseason Thursday night. The Braves are in town, and the Braves are good. Um, there's, uh, a little something, there's something else in the go, too. There's a lot going on, and we've got college football on the doorstep. You know, golfing, as much as what this is, a bunch of studs showing up here, folks are like, meh. So, so it's, 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 it's a challenging spot to be. Uh, and as far as I'm concerned, change match play, stroke play, whatever the case might be, it's, I think that's immaterial match play is always dangerous to me because then you get some guy bounced six and five who's going to drive the tv ratings i'll tell you right now the networks are paying millions of dollars for the stuff they don't want that They're yeah but that to show look who's
3: sunday look who's look who's 30th who's 30th or 29th jordan jordan yeah so like you're gonna if you have 30 i i, I, I hear you mark but you're gonna have some some name like you're gonna have some stars, right? Mark is it's,
0: Mark it's- is 100 right, but could you imagine like if the if the Super Bowl is the Jaguars versus some other crappy no, team, like it. that's yeah. the, that's what you get. Like it's just what you get. No. Yeah, I'll be I,
1: Kevin Kisner versus you know I, Billy I I like sit, the sit
2: in, sit, we, we sit in production meetings every Saturday and Sunday morning, and then they're trying to send rovers out, and Dottie gets the final group, and I largely get the penultimate group. And then Colt moves, or I move a little bit, and we don't move to unless it's a someone's going crazy. We don't go to Seb Stryker, who's going great necessarily, in a big field. We go to Rory, or you go to Scotty, or you go to the because those are the guys that are going to be on TV because they move ratings, and so that's always something. That's always the shadow in the background. That has a big say so and how this stuff is.
3: Well, Mark's getting at the reason that all of this that the live PGA tour exists is because the stars are bigger than the than the actual PGA
2: tour, which is not but, true really in any other sport. But the fans are a big deal too, Kyle. I mean it's only the folks like us that care about the fact that Kisner just did whatever. Um, like I get home and, and people are like, wow, what a great tournament. But when I We went to our little church function this morning. How about Hovland? I'm like, yeah, he shot 28. And the one guy goes, what did that mean? You know, a lot of the golf fans just turn on the golf on TV. They're not as invested as us. And I think the fans have a massive say-so in how this whole thing works. Yeah, certainly the players do. But the players, if I turn on the TV and I'm a golf junkie and I see with love to them, I don't know, uh, Russell Henley versus Sepp Stryker versus Chris Kirk, I'll watch it. 'Cause I'm a golf guy. Everyone else is like, man, I'm gonna do something else. So, so the- well, yeah, I, I hear you. I the rebuttal to that is like one on one match play is a lot
3: easier to understand for a common fan than Victor Hovlin's at eight under and Sepstrack is at even. You know, like I, I think there's some there's some simplicity to oh, yeah. um to, to, to the to the match play part. I, I had another point, I forgot it. You you were gonna say something, Patrick.
1: Yeah, my, my thing was You know, the difference between 50 players and 30 players from last week to this week, the BMW has been strictly hits for like the past five years. It's been unbelievable. I don't like do 20 players make that much of a difference between. I mean, the tour championship can be a bit of a snooze fest from time to time versus. I mean, maybe they've just gotten lucky with the finishes and who's risen up to play. But the BMW, I feel like has been one of the top three tournaments on the calendar for the last three, four, or five years.
3: One other idea, Rick, real quick, and I'll throw it back to you, sorry. Um, I told Sean Martin this the other day. The weather is not, is tough, right? Memphis, uh, Chicago was probably unusually hot, but Memphis and Atlanta in August, post all four majors, it's just... a. It, I get why you have it when you have it, but and I don't know that there's a way to do this. But to have the like your championship or whatever it is in around the players in March when there's all this momentum through January, February, and into March. Again, you'd you'd have to make such a weird regular season from like April to. I, I don't know if it would work, but I just feel like. Even players, it's like, does anybody want to be out there right now? I mean, I know there's a ton of money, and like it's a big deal and all that stuff. It's just a – it feels like everybody's just trying to get through the – I mean, Scotty Scheffler said this last week. He's like, I'm just trying to get through next week. And it's like, that's not what you want your best players saying about your championship, right? It's, it's just kind of a weird th- – it's a weird vibe all the way around.
0: A couple ideas coming in in the chat here, Josh. Paul says, go back to how it was. Joseph says, get rid of the staggered start and go to different courses and renata has maybe the easiest idea uh just give it all to rory and save some of those billions which uh, <laughs> does seem does seem more streamlined than, than what we're doing uh right now okay gents let us uh do i need another break here josh or am i good to roll on i can't remember okay uh, we're gonna do our best bets we're gonna do our one and done but first we're gonna take a quick break and hear a word from our partners and we're back. The bets, matchups, finishing positions outright. And I believe we have done a little bit of with starting strokes, without starting strokes. We'll have to see where these go. Oh boy, there we go. That is the grid. Let us start with our matchups. And Mark, I would like to ask you to kick us off.
2: I went, there were two. Uh, the other one was a Sung J M bet that I, I was very interested in because Sung J has been good around Eastlake for the last few seasons and he looks like he's coming into some form, but uh, you know me, I, I don't like to bet negative stuff very much. And so I found now at plus plus one thirty-five. His record at the golf course is decent. I know the form coming in isn't so good, but this is like a complete change of scenery. You know, 30 players, the pre tournament commitments are not as hectic for a lot of these guys. Um, they, 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 they shorten practice sessions and play like nine holes at a time. And, and so the vibe is different. And I feel like Tony will find a little groove because this is a guy who love. this is a golf course for a, a really good driver of the golf ball. So Safina so at plus 135 over Morikawa, Mar- who looked kind of iffy to me last week. And there was a stage one of our on-course spotters said to me, because um, I had Morikawa obviously last week in one and done. And he goes, Well, bad news. I'm like, What's that? And he said, Well, I was on the one T. Uh, And and Collins just decided to hit three-wood for the rest of the day because he wasn't that sure where the driver was going. So um, it sounds to me that Morikawa is not completely on top of his game. And and so why not just go head-to-head? Finau does, in this bet, have a one-stroke start, I think it is, on Collins. So give me Tony, one ahead, plus 135 over over Morikawa.
0: Yeah, make sure you're uh, paying attention to what you're clicking this week because you'll see with, without starting strokes, all that fun stuff. Uh, Patrick, you have opted. Oh, you traitor. An Englishman over an American. What have you chosen?
1: Tommy, 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 Tommy Fleetwood. Uh, cool. Minus 120 over Ricky Fowler. Uh, this just seems like the perfect spot for Tommy. He's Probably not going to win this tournament. You know, he he gets to freewheel it around Eastlake. He's a great driver of the golf ball. Ricky has been just eh since his win in Detroit, and I, I don't love him on, you know, tighter golf courses. So give me the Englishman minus 120.
0: Yeah, I've actually got the 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 biggest number here, minus 130 Tom Kim over Siwoo Kim. I think Tom Kim is playing now like we thought he was going to play in January after the fall that he, that he gave us. We're actually getting the good version of Tom Kim right now, and uh, I'm going to ride it as long as I possibly can. Siwoo is switching back and forth between the, the broomstick and the short one. He's got no idea what's going on out there. I'll take Tom Kim, minus 130. KP, you went right to the top of the board for your matchup.
3: Yeah, I've got Patrick Cantlay over John Rahm. Rahm is just – he's not been good the first two events. and I know he starts with a lead over Cantlay, but it's not a massive lead. And I just – I don't love the way he's hitting
0: it right now. So, I don't know. We'll see.
3: But I, I liked the number on Cantlay.
0: Finishing positions. And these are with the starting strokes. Now, Kyle and Patrick, you found the same wager. Patrick, why don't you release that to the world?
1: Russ Bus Henley. I got Kyle in the co-pilot seat with us. Uh, top ten plus one sixty-five. The most underrated player on the PGA Tour. He starts at minus three. Wow! Great golf course for him. Love the fit. I, I think he's in for a great week.
0: Anything to add, KP?
3: Most underrated player on the PGA Tour.
1: I think so. Who? Who would you put?
0: Probably <laughs> I knew you was oh. gonna say that. <laughs> that I mean so you tweeted the graph. It's a joke. It's a it's an absolute joke. No, who's, the,
1: who, who's your second most underrated player on the PG? <laughs> uh
3: Xander's up there for me. I feel like I've flipped on Xander. I, I don't necessarily love watching him or his sort of vibe but he's so good and I feel like he's kind of gotten this bad rap of like never wins when he actually like he he he. I mean I I know he hasn't won this year but he he does win um so I don't know Xander's up there for me I don't know Russell Henley maybe I could see it this year I mean I think people don't realize like how good he's been really since I think he finished top ten at the Masters. He's been he's been really good for most of the year.
2: So who's the most overrated player on tour then?
1: Oh, how long you got, Mark?
2: I thought I thought Scheffler was a good shot. You're, you're right. Cantlay, you're right Cantlay's right. the
1: most overrated player on tour. You reckon? Yeah, I mean, I, I, if Cantlay had won the St. Jude, his last, I think, four stroke play individual wins would have been over a combined 200 golfers, which would have been. Uh, pretty funny. I, I, I'm not. I'm not putting Cantley there yet. Though I'm not. I'm just putting that nugget out into the. Ether. You
3: could. You could talk me into Cam Young.
1: Mm.
2: Mm.
3: What about?
1: Uh, what about uh, the Golden Boy, Jordan Spieth? Maybe.
2: Mm. Oh boy, he was fighting words.
0: <laughs> Patrick <laughs> just lit the fuse. <laughs> hey, get
3: yeah, yeah. Get back to me when when one of your boys wins three majors, Patrick.
1: That's why I went uh, with. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> how, how like how long ago was that? <laughs> they still count.
3: Yeah, it's right. not, you you take them away after. There's no
0: like statute
2: of
3: limitations.
2: Hall of Fame.
1: Yeah, yeah. Two wins in the last like five years. Okay.
3: Okay. It's so, it, it's a it's a we've we're going we're like we've devolved. But this has a, dangerous
0: written all over it.
3: It's a it's a it's a fair point, Patrick. It's a fair point.
0: Uh, I'm just
1: poking uh, the bear. I'm
0: done. My my finishing position. I had to double and triple check a couple of times, and I'm staring at it right now. With starting strokes, Lucas Glover, top five, four to one. I love this. He's starting in fifth. Yeah, that's he good. He has been like the hottest player on the planet for the last month. Four to one that he just stays in his position or improves it. Am I like, is this, is this a mistake? Is this free money? I stared at this 17 times to make sure it wasn't without starting strokes or anything else.
3: Well, it, it – uh I believe Russell Henley's t L eleven, right, Patrick?
1: Starting out? Yeah, like in that log so, jam there.
3: So he has to move up one, and he's plus one sixty-five. So he's yeah. over half a. Well, he's over twice as. Th- he's this is saying he,
0: or twice as yeah. He's
3: twice as likely to move up one spot as Lucas Glover is to keep his position.
0: I don't. I don't get it. Is it a? Is it a pricing error? Like it? It, it is just. I mean, it's sitting on DraftKings right now. I'm looking at it right now. I don't know I don't well, what's
3: what what is Scotty to win right so,
0: because, yeah. okay so well Scotty to win is plus 140 um so so they have it I mean they've got everybody it's everyone's priced in line with this so they've got Matt Fitzpatrick top oh wait so they've got Matt Fitzpatrick yeah they've Matt Fitzpatrick top five for just a little bit shorter than Lucas Glover so they're they're saying okay well Fitzpatrick is better than Glover he's one shot behind so yeah. so i mean it's priced correctly i just think it's a little rick here's the here's the billion dollar question
2: you're looking at that screen have you got the other screen open Where you hitting that bet prodigiously right
0: now because... yeah that's that that's the thing is like am i like uh, my brain is like am i missing something no, and you should not. be piling on i think empty empty the bank account mm-hmm. um so glover top five russell henley top 10 for kp and patrick mark your selection please
2: First off, I'm laughing at these comments. Paul's Bill Mafia, Bill's Mafia goes Max Homer by a billion most overrated. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, um, I'm going with, well, this is according to Rick Rungood. So here's the numbers, and I'll tell you who it is. Can't be wrong. Since 2018, finishes 7th, 2nd, 2nd, 5th, 4th, and he has one around you too. His name is Xander Shafley. He's playing solid, uh, top 10, minus 115, and I don't bet minus numbers very much. Um, but I think Xander this week is a really good pick. And you'll see that from me a lot.
0: The uh, Eastlake numbers are pretty ridiculous. He doesn't have as many rounds as Rory McElroy does, but he is better in terms of strokes gain. Rory's at 1.4 per round. Xander's at 1.8, which is getting into some pretty elite company of being 1.8 strokes gain per round over 24 rounds at a single golf course. That is upper end course horse stuff.
2: I will say this. The second year he went to the tour championship, he was out there playing a practice round by himself Wednesday afternoon. And I was just course scouting and I caught him on the 15th green. And so he's hitting shots back and forth. And I walked over to him. I'm like, so what is it about this place? You're a California boy. You're in the middle of Georgia. It's humid. You're not used to that sort of stuff. He goes, the grass, Mark, he goes, the Zoysia grass is like the where I grew up. And he goes, I love it. And it said that it sort of settles with his golf swing how it picks balls off that grass, and so it goes, love the place, love the grass, feel very comfortable here.
0: The grass, Mark, that's mm. what that's what it, it is. Grass. Outright. Uh, I'll get out of the way here. Max Homa without strokes, fourteen to one. Brian Harmon without strokes, forty to one. Uh, you'll see why in a second. I, I like the without strokes market a little bit better. So P, your two selections for this week, please.
3: Yeah, I've got Rory and Xander. I mean, they've been two of the three best players ever at East Lake. Uh Tiger is in between them, I believe. I think it goes Xander, Tiger, Rory, if I've got my numbers correct, Rick. You can double check me on that. Uh, but they've both been uh they've both been awesome at this golf course. I think Rory is I I think he's the most likely player to win. I would maybe even put Havon ahead of Scheffler right now. I don't know why I'm not I'm not down on Scheffler. I just He seems frustrated and he seems exhausted. And
0: I just, I don't know. I'm interested to see how his week goes. Rory and Xander, Patrick, uh, you are, look at you. You are, you are embracing chaos and, or trying to get yourself into the black. Which one is it?
1: Yeah, I'm down bad, Rick. I I think Scotty Scheffler probably takes this thing home, but I'm going with Tommy Fleetwood, 80 to one to be your FedEx cup winner. Having never won on the PGA Tour, what a story that would be. And then Russell, oh, there we go, Mark. <laughs> and then Russell Henley, 90 to 1. Uh, I mean, he's six in total strokes gained over the last six months. Come on, Russ Bus, we're driving all the way into the winner's circle this weekend. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Mark, you have selected uh, the same exact outrights as Kyle. Rory McElroy, Xander Shoffley. Those names appearing quite a lot for you.
2: Exactly what Kyle said. Um, I'm not necessarily on board with Scheffler being listless. Um, I was dispatched to get the loser interview with Scotty Scheffler post-BMW championship. And that didn't turn out very well because he was one aggravated fellow. Um, I, I would I would say I wouldn't go with Scotty just because the putting is still suspect. And from all my experience around you, Rick, you can talk to more what the metrics say, but but I think you need to drive it well around this place and you really need to putt well. Because these greens aren't very big and they, they're this mini verde Bermuda and they are spectacular. And if you miss, it's pure operator uh, operator error. So if you're rolling it well, um, and Scotty sort of battled there, hits it, misses a lot of putts low. Uh, Rory, who I've picked, seems to read these greens a whole lot better than what he has some of the other places he's been at. So I'm going with Rory because of the record and Xander. We've talked about him. So those are my two guys to win.
0: Our extra 50 goes on anything that we want. Now, Josh, can you see what I I have an outstanding wager on Scotty to win the FedEx Cup from like two weeks ago or three weeks ago? Can you find out what that number was? Plus 450, I want to say. I have just doubled down on that. So I, I've, I've taken Scotty to win this at plus 140 for my extra 50. Josh thinks it's plus 480. So I'm trying to cash uh, both of these right now. I am not nearly as concerned as UKP uh, at the top of the board. I think, I think there's a lot of paths for Scotty to get it done. What's your selection, please?
3: Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm. I, you're probably correct. I'm probably just more – last last week was the first time where I was like, man, Scheffler, like this is – it just is – it's got to be infuriating, as as Mark said after after he gets done. Uh, you, know what,
2: you
0: know what helps him sleep at night? $20 million he's earned already this year. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, but he just – he
3: is such a competitive dude, and like he just wants to win so bad. And I think that – I don't know. He just seems a little – I don't want to say in his head, but he's a little just I don't know, antsy right now, it seems like. Uh Victor Hoblin, top five. This just feels this just seems like a complete and total lock uh with the way that he's playing. There's gonna be no come down from last week. I think he uh I think he finishes in the top five.
0: All right, Patrick. You are in full Aaron Rodgers Hail Mary <laughs> mode. Would you like to reveal your Wager your best bet, the best possible bet you found for this week.
1: Look, I made a promise to the fans that we would get back into the black. And I plan on coming through for (laughs) all the little boys and girls out there. And it's Russell Henley to win without strokes at 35 to one. (laughs) Uh, Honest to God, I had a different bet in before. And I will reveal it because it will probably happen now. It was Corey Connors to make a hole in one. At a hundred to one, which I feel he like that guy him makes once,
0: a, he makes them once a month.
1: Exactly. Um, so I'm gonna regret that if that if that one hits somehow, but it's gonna be Russell Henley, 35 to 1 to total the low 72 hole score.
2: I'm gonna put your mind at ease about that hole in one bet. These four par threes around this place are they are despicable. Now it's a lock.
1: It's I an know, absolute I lot. know, but, Corey but makes it's minutes. Corey Connors, Mark. It's Corey Connors. <laughs>
2: hey, yeah, hey, hey. Hitting the greens, the four greens. If you hit all four greens, all four rounds in these threes, you're doing a
0: job. Yeah. Oh, Corey, he's definitely going to do it. Mark, your, your, your extra 50, please.
2: Sticking with Xander, my performance has been hard in this thing. So I'm going Xander top 10 minus 115 and try and uh, establish a little respect for the crap I've laid out here for the last portion of the season.
0: Last item, gents. The one and done. The final week. The earnings. 7.2 to first. 4.3 to second. 2.7 to third. 1.9 to fourth. There are 11 spots that pay over a million dollars. Reveal them, Josh. Oh, boy. There they are. Look at these bookends. Both Kyle and Mark have done exactly what they've said they were going to do. They are going to roll out Rory McElroy KP. This is a dirty, dirty way for you to finish second, and I <laughs> love it.
3: Hey, nobody backdoor top twos like I do. <laughs>
0: Uh, mark, it's, gonna, it's
3: gonna look great on the wikipedia page it's gonna yes. be
0: fantastic yeah you're gonna get a yellow square congratulations mark you uh faded the last couple of weeks of anybody overtaking you and you're slotted in rory mcelroy uh stands tall at Lake.
2: yeah last two weeks i just i uh, remember i was vacillating between marikawa and hovland for the first event and i turned out i had them the wrong way around but they didn't really do me any damage um kyle m I was concerned a little bit last week with um, Max Homer doing what he was, was, but sort of reversed a little over the weekend. So, Rory, look, I, I love his chances. He's right up the leaderboard. His record yeah is amazing. Let me tell you what. He was hitting some tee shots. Now, look, he drives the ball well. But on Saturday afternoon in his warm-up, he was hitting drives, and my brother and me and Dottie Pepper were standing behind him. And these balls were taking off and freaking leaving at a rate of knots 340 350 in the air and on frozen ropes nothing was going left if anything he hit this sort of soft little fade and i use the word soft probably incorrectly because the ball was hit so hard but the driver is unreal and then he mentioned to me he goes he's finally found a three wood that sits right and he doesn't feel like he's going to hook it so now if the driver does misbehave he's got a three wood which you can hit almost to about 300 yards. So the boy's got a weapon off the tee again. That's his game. Uh, Putter to me looks fine. So McIlroy at Eastlake, I'm, I'm digging. I saved him for a reason.
0: All right. Well, we will try to track you down. Patrick, your golfer is going to start at three under par. Who
1: is it? Uh, Keegan Bradley. I, I game theoried myself too hard. I'm surprised we don't have uh, – I thought someone would pick Brian Harmon ahead of me. So uh, I, I chose to go. I chose to go down to Keegan Bradley – and look i'm 6.8 million dollars behind keegan bradley he bleeds red white and blue he needs a, a, a win for the Ryder cup a win for patrick mcdonald both are heavily on his mind and i think i think he gets it done for us this week and meanwhile rory mcroy that's great that he's hitting the driver great on the range mark i'm really happy for him <laughs> but he only hit 24 fairways last week probably should have had an ob ball there on sunday so i'm not i'm not too concerned about him i wouldn't be surprised if he uh you know takes takes a bow out
2: Do so you want to bed to, wine on this?
1: Don- donates the money to the local charities there in atlanta and doesn't collect a, a, a dollar for you uh, i'll, tell
2: you, I'll, I'll <laughs> take a bed with you on that hey listen um I want to say this. Brian Harmon, you mentioned his name. I had him and Homer Sunday afternoon. We joined them on the second hole. For the first eight holes, Harmon had seven one-putts and one two-putt. It was yeah. the most unbelievable performance on and around the greens I think I might have ever seen. He, he was like a left-handed I was It was unreal to, to watch. So I feel like this golf course is a lot for Harmon. uh, He he might be a a dark horse around this place too.
3: I'm into Harmon at the at the Ryder Cup. I think he's going to be. Yeah, he's going to be sweet.
1: I think you put him with Brooks, and they just bully everyone. (laughs) I don't mind. Um,
0: (laughs) I was going to say they'd be a good. You ever play like uh, what's that game in the pool where one gets one guy gets on the other guy's shoulders or whatever? Chicken chicken fight. They'd be great at that. Harmon, like he's like, he'd be, they'd be (laughs) agile, but Harmon will like rip your eyes out and like pull your hair and all that stuff.
3: I think, I think he, you might have to put him a Scotty. So, so Scotty can see something go in.
0: (laughs) That too. Uh, The sneaky little Sia Najad has John Rom, who has the fourth shortest odds to win this 7 million would be plenty to get the job done. And the, the romantic part about this is John Rom is who Sia tried to use when he submitted it late, and we didn't allow him to. <laughs> <laughs> so he got John Rom back, and now we might all pay for that decision.
3: Yeah, that's a good point. Who, uh, who, how much does second get?
0: Um, I have, I put it into the, uh, on another tab of
3: like
1: 6.2 ish. I think 4.3, no.
0: 4.3.
3: <laughs> so Rory would have to finish third. If Rom wins for Mark to lose.
0: Yeah. Because Sia three. would make up, um, it only be 3 million and that would not be enough. Yeah. So, so Rory, Rory finishing first or second, probably gets it done for Mark. Third, s- well, first, first, yeah. first, yes, yes, first, obviously, yeah, yeah. Second, very like I think second does it as well. Third is not necessarily safe depending on the other configurations.
2: One and done's the best, isn't it? I yeah, it's
0: I'm the good. best. Mark, thanks, Greg. Greg has Wyndham <laughs> Clark. The fans have Sung J M. This was the tough one here. So I, I had my options were Lucas Glover at five under or Brian Harmon at four under, and I went back and forth back and forth back and forth i said give me the stroke they're both pretty hot i went with lucas glover i do not feel good about it and i life hedged it and bet on brian harman
3: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah I, smart. I, I, I
0: th- that's
3: a tough one it really is it's brutal i i like how i mean obviously both of them are playing quite well i i think taking the stroke is probably the, the play but i think i just have to Man, that's hard. Yeah. So you need you need Glover, but you only you need Glover to win, or
0: or I need Rory to like drop significantly.
3: Yeah, and then Glover
0: finishes fifth. That's one point six, and I could get second from Glover, which would be two point seven million. That would get me there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Potential. Potential.
0: I mean, it, it,
3: it's all dependent on on Rory. It's and, all and yeah. and yeah, it's just like what he does, basically. Yeah,
0: Russell Henley for Kyle M. Uh, I was actually texting with Kyle M. So Kyle M. is gonna go. He's gonna finish. He's gonna have a great season, and he's gonna go this year without uh, having played Rory because he took the risk of saving him for the overtake. Never got the overtake will run out russell henley so it was a a a good attempt the the, i i i salute the the high risk high reward strategy will not well we'll see if it pays off but he will not be able to use Roy. you won't have used rory mackerel
2: i tip i tip my cap to kyle m last week but now i do it even more because you and i were texting last week rick and i said look even if I get overtaken I'm still playing Rory just for yeah. the bragging rights uh to, to not drop go from first to about fourth or fifth or something like that so I was going to play Rory anyway.
0: no matter Kyle yeah. M says I'm going for the gusto I'm going for Russell Henley and the Miracle to the top of the board he has played it. he has played this beautifully this year
2: yes really has done it well
0: uh, all right, gents. Uh, any final thoughts before we get out of here for the Tour Championship? We'll obviously be back after round by every every round, and we'll uh, release our schedule for next week and a couple weeks with Ryder Cup stuff coming up. But any final thoughts here before we get out of here and head to Eastlake?
2: Yes, please. When I'm driving home Sunday night, I won't know what the final standings are. So if someone could text me the results, the accurate results.
0: You'll know. If Roy finishes first or second, you win. If he, yeah, doesn't, if he doesn't, start sweating. All right. I'm you'll gonna get anyway
3: with the temperature out there. Yeah. You'll get the leaderboard and the shadow leaderboard. We'll text you both. All right. Yeah.
0: we'll we're going to have a, a meeting about the asterisks and how much they're worth. And we'll get back <laughs> to you on that. Jeez. All right. Bye. Anything else? All right. Pleasure gents. Uh, producer Josh has all the hard work behind the scenes. Mark Immelman available online at Mark underscore Immelman. Patrick McDonald at amateur status. Kyle Porter at Kyle Porter CBS. And you can find me at Rick run. Good. This has been the first cut. We'll catch you next time.